Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of 40ish. We're celebrating the second coming of our teenage years here with episode 26. Nice. Uh, we, we were 13 times 2. It was 13 times 2 we were discussing this. We couldn't come up with anything snarky. Yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing here. It's like you look forward to uh, getting to rent a car at 25 and it's it's all downhill from here. I mean, you can't yeah. can't run for president. No, I mean uh, are well, you, you sure? can run after a president, right? Yeah, you can run after a president. It's like towards, towards towards the president. Something run. tells me he's not doing any running whatsoever. So, <laughs> well, let's. Uh... Hey, hey, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, light crew, but crucial crew. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Lance Abair. Hey there, greetings from the North State and the. North State. I was going to say, where the hell do you think you are? In the Southland, the North State, and uh, yeah, we're the North Carolina. That's well, where they call. The, we're considered the North State of of the Carolinas, right? Well, I yeah, think North Dakota, North Dakota would have a valid argument against that. That's true. Yeah, hell, Alaska. True. We could go all the way up. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. And uh, joined by Mr. John Moody. Hello. So we're going to definitely talk about an upcoming holiday this week in the United States, and that is uh, 4th of July, our Independence Day. But uh, before we get into that, uh, I know both of you guys have had hella adventures over the last few days, and I figured we'd we'd want to talk about that and pose some questions. Uh, we'll start with you, Lance. Lance, um, Lance is fond of the... Lance drinks a lot of beer. Let's yeah, we'll just... go beer. Lance... Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, how you spent your free time this past weekend, because it's uh, it's daunting to the rest of us. Yeah. Well, uh, there, there was a good friend of mine that uh, lives down here. Uh, my actually, my old neighbors uh, from my old neighborhood. Uh, it was Sherry's birthday this weekend um, on on Saturday. She was fifty years old, and so past few years we've we've done something kind of big and special for her birthday. So. With it being her 50th birthday, she wanted to go to Asheville and do a um, brewery crawl. So we that's what we did. So we went, most of us, we rented a five-bedroom log cabin in, in the woods and had a, we got, most of us got there on Friday afternoon, evening. We went to tubing down the French Broad there in Asheville, North Carolina, and Went, uh, you know, did some drinking of a beer that day, but then the uh, we had two breweries that evening, and then the next morning we got it took a took three Ubers down to downtown Asheville and walked around to about I think we had about ten ten different breweries down there in Asheville on uh, Saturday. So only about, ten lands. Well, there was about fourteen. There was about fourteen of us uh, there. And you know, doing this bar crawl or this brewery crawl, so it was. We hit all the ones we could hit without getting in a car and driving. Because oh. <clears throat> um, I mean, we obviously took Ubers down there. We were going to take Ubers back because we were drinking responsibly. Um, you know what so. they need, and because I saw them in in Nashville, is they have this thing that looks like a, a um, like a trolley. Yes. You know that it, that's open sides, but people sit around it, and it's like a it's like you're sitting at a bar. Yeah, we. But you're uh, riding a bike at the same time. Yeah, we did that. We we did the pedal. The it's called the trolley pub um, here in uh, Raleigh. We did that for Sherry's birthday two years ago, I think. 
Oh, so, so it's not just indicative to Nashville then. Oh no, no, it's I mean All most right. most of these big cities because Nashville had them too. So um, we yeah we did that a couple years ago, but. <laughs> So yeah, we just did a regular bar crawl, uh, but we we hit all the ones we could hit, you know, by walking. Um, so it was we hit about ten of them. Um, and Asheville, I think, has got you know probably nineteen or twenty different breweries. Wow! In the city, so we were we hit a good chunk of them. So it was a it was just a fantastic time. It was hotter than blazes, but um, we were um, we hit we hit some pretty pretty really really good beers. So we. We didn't hit any of the national ones because uh, Asheville just a couple years ago got Sierra Nevada got a distribution center in, in Asheville, so they've got a really nice facility there. And then also, um, uh, can't think of the other one. Um, uh, New Belgium mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a uh, like fan place there. Not too. Yep. yep. Well, I've, so. I have a lot of questions about this, Lance. Like I've seen a lot of your pictures. It's you and a lot of ladies. First yeah. of all, like, were you yeah. the only dude? May, may no, I no, say, no. bravo, sir. Yeah, I was kind of like going, no. go, 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 Lance. No, but, it wasn't. It wasn't me. It was it, it, Sherry. Sherry's got, uh, um, yeah, Sherry and Tony and my Tony's her husband, and he and I are really good friends. And we, you know, we, a lot of the people who went were all we were all, you know, we all hang out at Bombshell um, Beer Company in Holly Springs. We, we hang out there. Chris, Chris, and his his wife uh, were were there uh, with their son, and uh, so just a lot of a lot of the people who hang out with her, you know, are women. So, mm. um, and Sherry was meeting a couple of her cousins because uh, Sherry just found out last year that you know because she did a DNA test last year, and so she just found out that she she's got all this family that she never knew she had because she was adopted. So she never knew she had all this family, and a lot of this family. Uh, we had th- three of her cousins came up and you know went uh, on this bar crawl with us. So nice. It was yeah. So it was just a overall just a real fun day. Um, a, a number of the people got pretty sloshy drunk, but um, yours truly didn't. So uh, you know, and I I do drink a lot of beer, but I don't you know I don't drink to get inebriated. I I just drink to enjoy it. So um and then once i what you know and i know my limit so once i once i know that i've had too much i start drinking water mm-hmm. and that's all i drink so so here's a question when you go to a brewery this is actually a good question for both of you guys because i was thinking about this the other day we went to a brewery in um in indianapolis where i was this past weekend how mm-hmm. how do you decide so everybody likes certain beer types if you're a beer drinker but how do you decide when you walk into a brand new brewery which one you're going to try? Is it you know you're a let's say you're a porter person you try whatever their porter is? Is it the is it the name that catches you? Is it the the flavoring the ingredient? How do you choose what beer you're going to try if if you're only going to get one because you're going to 13 other breweries? How do you make that call, John? I'll let you answer. Oh, all right. Well, I would usually uh, I'll do equal parts um, snappy title. And um, if the description um, sounds cool, I mean, I'd rather go if I'm going to go to a place the first time, I want to try something that's out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. It's it would be like, I guess if you were going to Bell's for the first time, you know, I wouldn't necessarily start with the two hearted because that's so easily available or right. the Oberon. Right. I would start with something a little crazier that you can only get there. Like they have a on tap only a bell is a double two hearted right now, or the uh, the mango habanero Oberon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds good. That's 
That makes Oberon worth it. Otherwise, no. Quinlan Falls, that's another good one. That's a crisp one. How about you, Lance? How do you make that call? I, I'm a, I'm not an IPA drinker. Um, a lot of the breweries here in North Carolina are IPA heavy. Uh, Bombshell, the one I, I normally hang out with, uh, he does he does an IPA every month. Um, right now, I think he's got seven IPAs on draft. But wow. um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big IPA drinker. Although Devin's there, Bombshell's got some pretty darn good IPAs that I, I will drink if I need to. But um, no, if I, 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 I don't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm uh, twisting yeah. my arm. You're gonna give it to me free again. I guess I'll drink it again. But um, I'm normally this time of year. I'm normally a wheat or a Kolsch drinker uh, or a uh, Berlin Weiss or uh, Berliner Weiss drinker. So, um, but I, I'll drink. I mean, there's a brewery in uh, in Cary, North Carolina, that uh, has a really good porter that I'll drink, but. Um, so no, it's just, I, and, I, and that's why I use that untapped application too, because it is, you know, if, if I do want to see what type of, what type of beers are getting some of the highest ratings on there, mm-hmm. um, I will, um, definitely, you know, maybe lean towards that. But I, when I'm trying a brewery out that I've never been to, like I did, you know, I've, I'd only been to, I think two of these breweries that we went to on Saturday, uh, before. And so I, I just pretty much just said, you know, this is the kind of beer I like. What do you? What would you suggest? I mean, they're the one. The, the people porn are the ones that know it you know, better than anybody else. So, um, I I trust that they their their judgment is pretty spot on. So I I didn't have a beer on Saturday that I did not like at all. So, cool. um, yeah, all of them were very tasty and very, um, very well worth the walk around Asheville to get to them. So. And a lot of, I mean, we went to one brewery called One World Brewery, and uh, it was down in the basement. You had to walk through a hobbit hole to get to it, so it was it was a really neat uh, atmosphere because you just you walk in a dank, you know, kind of a dank basement, and um, you know, it was just a, uh, it was dark. I mean, there wasn't any windows, so it was, it was, it was just a neat atmosphere. So nice. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty exciting trip, especially with all those friends and stuff to do. But uh, yeah. Trying to decide if John's going to one up you here. John, uh, John left the state oh, yeah. as well. He, yeah, he, he, he went to the he went to the real Asheville. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, yeah. where did you end up this past more than weekend? Yeah, I uh, I was out in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, from uh, Wednesday to uh, early this morning. Uh, because for work, the Summer Nam show was there from Thursday through Saturday. So, um, through my, so my coworker, um, who's out and, uh, she works remote in, uh, Los Angeles. She met me there. So both of us were there for the whole five days. Um, basically, uh, the nice thing on this one is it's a much smaller show than the NAM show in Anaheim in January. So instead of having a booth, uh, we were just free range. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, we actually could walk around and, and talk to people at a more manageable level, reasonable volume, that kind of thing, and just kind of plan a, a more leisurely schedule to get some more stuff done. So we did that, and uh, it was one of those things, too, uh, like a month prior, um, because uh, she's got a friend that has a coffee shop out there. Uh, he actually invited us to play uh, Friday night, so we drove out there Friday night, and we both kind of did this two-hour set where um it's kind of like a singer songwriter circle so like i would play a song she would play a song back and forth like that that's cool 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, Saturday night, I got invited to play a solo set of uh, bass tunes at Roy Vogt's uh, Thunder Row Bass Invitational, which is a pretty big deal out there. So it was uh, really exciting to be able to uh, to do that, too. What was your biggest takeaway from that show? So it's, first of all, tell us, for those who don't know, what is Summer NAM, And then what was your biggest takeaway as an attendee? Yeah, um, NAM is, if, if I remember this correct, um, National Association of Music Merchants, okay. I believe, or manufacturers, and it, it's basically a the the big convention for the music industry. So you you see the companies that make basses, make guitars, make speaker cabinets, make um, microphones, make drum sets, that kind of thing. They will all have booths there, and what will norm what it started out as is that dealers would come there, you know, like in, in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, and that's where they would place the orders. That's also where they would see the new items that would uh, get unveiled. Obviously, the uh, onset of the Internet and, oh, well, even the onset of the fax machine changed the thing that you don't actually have to, um, you know, go one place to place an order now. Um or even uh, use the NAM show to break a product, even though some, you know, a lot of places still do. Um, but it's also a, a lot of times too for networking for artists, um, and uh, where they will get endorsements, things like that. Or in the case of what we were doing, is trying to talk with some other companies t- that we could partner with to um, get some more help grow our brand for uh, GHS Strings as well. Mm. What um, what was something you saw there that that you weren't expecting to see something that shocked you? I I remember you went to a show or a builder a few years ago and you saw or had the guy describe that he was making a guitar or bass out of skateboard decks. I still think that's the coolest idea ever. Was there oh, something he, you? Saw? Yeah. Um. You know, honestly, this the uh, summer Nam there. I didn't see anything that I would say completely blew me away. I almost feel like because the. Summer NAM uh, compared to the Winter NAM show in January is about a tenth of the size. Jeez. And that's probably being that's probably being very conservative. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to like a fifteenth or something. It's it is not nearly as big. You can walk the show floor. I think we we did it at the first you know, when we first came in there in probably two hours. Wow. You know? Um in the Winter Nam show, because it's at the, the Anaheim Convention Center, the entire convention center, um, two hours gets you, you, you know, you haven't even scratched the surface. Gets you through the registration desk. <laughs> yeah, you're basically just through the registration <laughs> desk on that. So, um, but I, I think Summer Nam is more of one of those, um, like, a re- you know how a restaurant does a soft opening before it does the grand opening? Yeah. I want to say that's where I see a lot of people doing um, products for Summer Nam, like you know, looking at stuff that's nearly ready for production, but getting some input and feedback. So that if they need to make any more um, tweaks or something, they can do that before the Winter Nam, and then before just the Winter, the, before yeah. the big dance. Yep. Nice. Now you played some sets as well. Oh yeah, man. So for those who don't know, John, uh, let's say two years ago, yeah, released just over two years ago now, released a uh, a production album, solo effort, uh, yep, acoustic bass album. Um, 
uh, titled "Music for Our Hands." It is yep. a, a album that you can still pick up. It's still it, I've streamed it on Spotify personally. I've listened to it a few times. I still got to pick up a uh, a copy from John himself, but I also have to have media device to play it on. But that being said, right. Uh, right. John's been hard in the studio the last couple months uh, with its follow-up effort, and I believe you played yep. some selections from that this weekend? Yeah, I played a bunch of them from that. I mean, the thing is, especially when we did the uh, coffee shop deal, um, I played probably all of them. I mean, because it was... Um, Alex and I were both joking around because it was such a long set for both of us. We're like, we're going to have to pull our entire discography out for this thing. <laughs> so, and I mean, I did, I, I pulled out a couple of new things that are actually going to be on the third volume. Nice. And stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that second album is, it was recorded in May. Uh, they're still, they're still doing in the mis- mixing mastering phase on that. And it should be, should be done by, I think late July. Nice. And what's the yeah. title of that one? That one is A Little Insomnia, Music for Our Hands, Volume 2. 2. Nice. 2. Yeah. Did you and Alex play anything together? So you're, Alex, you're referring to as, uh... Yeah, Alex is, um, you know, two things. One, she is my assistant in social media and everything at GHS. Mm-hmm. Second, she is one of my best friends. Um, she is just the coolest person. It, and it's one of those we met when she was an endorsing artist for the company at NAM and just hit it off. She's an amazing person. Um, her sarcasm is really uh, keeps mine on my toes. Hmm. Holy shit! So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the thing is too is she's one she's one hell of a singer songwriter too. Um, and uh, yeah, her website is alexcalise.net, and you may have heard her on a lot of um, shows. Yeah, hey, that's what that's what you do in podcasts. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, she's been on a lot of, um, she's got a lot of stuff licensed and things. But, yeah, so um, we weren't planning on it, except she played one tune that actually I'd covered myself before. So as she broke into it, I kind of uh, picked it up, too, and we were playing it together. And then when we jumped to the bridge, we both realized that we didn't remember it. Oh, man. So, yeah, laughed, jumped right back into the chorus, and out. <laughs> and still got an applause, right? Still got an applause, yeah. Very nice. Hey, Very Jason, nice. can you can you t- can you put that uh, that website in the uh, comments when you post this? Yeah, absolutely. Could you do it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she'll dig the plug too. So totally tag her in there, no problem. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Um, uh, let me let me just back up when you said you said earlier about uh, yeah, you, uh, J- John's gonna one up me. Like I, I've come to I've come to realize that if I try to compare anything that i do to what you guys do i'm 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 already you guys oh, already one no. up me so hey, i no, mean i don't yeah, think so i don't yeah. i don't think it's uh, ever I, like I do. that i don't think that's nah. true i mean i was in full dad mode this weekend traveling with my son with his lacrosse team to a tournament um we had a great yeah. time a lot of bonding a lot of fun <laughs> it was yeah. fun I, yeah you know i mean honestly i'm just doing my thing and not really Worrying about how it compares to anybody else's life or oh, anything no, yeah. else. So, oh no! I mean, if you want me to one up you, I mean, I guess I will. No, no, I, I'm not. I'll take that. out I'm my brain and we'll start it. even. <laughs> and the gloves have come off. Uh, you, you uh, yeah. <laughs> and right. there we go. Uh, sometimes it's just too easy. Sometimes, right? Sometimes it's too easy. Um. Do either of you have any upcoming travel? 
Uh, I got to go back out to L.A. next week, uh, do a little more work stuff, um, record uh, volume three. And then um, we've got a couple photo shoots for like some promo stuff for me, uh, some promo stuff for GHS and uh, things like that. So so you're still mastering volume two and you're going to record volume three. Yeah, originally the the idea was we were going to put uh, volume two out as a full album, so it was going to have like ten tracks. Mm-hmm. And when talking with another of our artists, um, a dude whose whose social media is crazy, um, uh, his name's Dave Dunsire. His whole thing was, you know, instead of a full album, especially in this day and age, put out two EPs because that's more content. That's mm. more things that you can share out you know, over the course of the things like because if, if you push out one album, um that whole album's there and then, you know, you've got to keep pushing it around. Whereas you get two EPs, you can kind of just, you know, push one out in August, wait till December, push the second one out. So So obviously the title of the third one is Dave Told Me to Do This Music for Our Hands Volume Three. Right, right. Actually I think that one's gonna be, at least right now, uh the Ca- the California song. The California song? Yep. Yeah, because you know, actually, it's um, that one. Like the two, the, that one's more of well, the the first one or volume two is bass and drums, all of it. My buddy Jeff Lincoln Town and I have played duo stuff for a while, so I just grabbed him in the studio and we we had some fun with that. Uh, this, yeah, when I'm out there, uh, I'm doing two tracks with a drummer out there named Dennis Morehouse. And then it's going to be three solo pieces. So, when are you going to crowdsource some of those, John? I'm sure Lance and I can come up with something. <laughs> you know, dude, I crowdsource what? I can't do the crowdsourcing thing. <clears throat> you know, it's it that borders a very fine line for me between panhandling, you know, and like having a legitimate plan because so many of these I just feel like. Uh, like we had a, an artist of ours, because I I've had the thing for a long time that uh, with little ex- there there are exceptions, but uh, if somebody any of our artists sends a like s- any crowdfunding link that they would like us to share mm-hmm. or something, I I won't do it. Politely decline. Politely decline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but because uh, one of the ones was somebody wanted us to. Um, share it and this whole thing was they're asking for thirty thousand dollars to help record their album and some of this like five grand of this would also go into taking the time to write the songs for the album what right so they're being lazy that's not help that's lazy right right and that's the thing too it's like that's that kind of thing whereas like one of the other ones and i'll mention it because i shared it and they're also wonderful people um there's there's this ukulele uh darling couple named Craig Chi and Sarah Mazel. We actually were in town about a week and a half ago for the Ute camp that was put on. But they asked me to help uh, push their crowdfunding one on and like the tears they had for, you know, um, your donations of what you could do, what you get, uh, things they were willing to do for it. Like Sarah's a pretty good seamstress. So she actually like some of the um, some of the tiers where you could get a Hawaiian shirt custom made by her. I think she ended up making like 10 or 12 of them. And then there was, uh, you could get a custom ukulele strap uh, from her that she would also sew herself. And I think that she did like over a hundred of. 
So, I mean, it, it was one of those like that, like it was well put together. Um, they were obviously, there was a lot of skin in the game for them, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that one was like, yeah, no problem in, in, uh, helping push that one out. Gotcha. That's cool though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but I, I mean, I have thought about it. It's just, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I've seen so many of these, if I'm going to do it, it needs to be done in a way that it's that it's like theirs where it's like oh okay this is this is really well thought out he's already knows what we're going to do with this and you know so you get confidence that he's actually just going to do it and not just take your money mm-hmm. right mhm so well see that's pretty awesome i uh, i appreciate you guys sharing what you've been up to that's kind of cool it's um definitely different from each other so that's that's pretty hip so um we're coming up to a holiday this wednesday Fourth of July. That's, right. Uh, uh, I wanna I wanna kind of ask and talk about what it was like when we were kids. What we did for Fourth of July. What was a what made Fourth of July what it is? And have you changed or done anything significant as an adult? Have you gone anywhere to see fireworks? Have you bought fireworks? Do you live in a state where? The infamous illegal ones from, that are not allowed in Michigan are legal, and they're just a big deal. I, I'd love to hear about it. And I'm kind of looking at Lance living in the um, living in the north south land, the north state, uh, north state. <laughs> I, I, well, it, I yeah, I, I haven't done really much anything down here. It is those those fireworks that are really illegal in most states are illegal here too. Um, <laughs> of course, we do have a. Of course, we do have a we do have a state just south of us that is not that so um, a a great number of people and I believe if I'm not mistaken some of the people that I'll probably hang out with on Wednesday night um, are going down to South Carolina to pick up some of said fireworks and uh, we've we've lit those off in the past and have had some pretty good fun but um, it uh, with it being in the middle of the week this year that it was it's a odd day of the week to have the 4th of July fall on. I yeah. Don't know. That's totally I don't know if it's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we did our drinking last weekend, but you know, I'm sure that there'll be some, you know, there'll definitely be some beer to be had on Wednesday night, but I don't foresee that it's going to be that much, but so yeah, the, the currently that's pretty much what we do. I mean, I, I never really, you know, was all of that excited to buy fireworks growing up as a kid. Hmm. Um, we would we would go. Uh, we've, I've said this in a couple different episodes, but we would go camping a lot as a family during the summertime. And one place that we would always go um, would be to Miss for the Fourth of July um, weekend. And we would spend a lot of times watching the fireworks over um, the Muskegon. I think it's Muskegon River. Um, and you know, with uh, Muskegon, and I uh, forget there's Duck Lake. I think is up there. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we we would spend a lot of time around those, that part of the state uh, during the Fourth of July camping. So that was that was pretty much what I used to do as a, as a kid. But it it wasn't to me Fourth of July wasn't all that all that exciting. Um, I I've always wanted to go see. I think I've. I haven't seen anything. I, I wanted to see it over in Charleston or, you know, Savannah. Some of these older, these older port towns uh, on the Pacific or on the Atlantic coast. It would be neat to see 
uh, you know, some of those uh, fireworks over that because I think I've been down in Fort Lauderdale for the fireworks before, but the um, I've, I've always wanted to see them in the you know, some of these old port towns like Beaufort and uh, or Beaufort and uh, uh, Savannah and Charleston would be just pretty sweet. So I remember uh, when I used to, uh, visited my dad and when he lived in Columbus, Ohio, they had something called. Uh, Red, white, and boom. Uh huh. Okay. It was it was a downtown Columbus fireworks display, but it was synchronized to a musical track. Oh uh, yep. And what you would do is, uh, you would either have a speaker and a radio with you, and you would tune to a certain radio station, and it was almost like old school. Uh, well, no, it's like new school drive-ins, where you actually. Um, would listen to the synchronized, you know, it'd be like playing the 1812 overture, whatever would end up happening. But right. aside from places like a, a Disney world or something where the entire reason you were there was for the fireworks show, uh, that's been the most significant, that and anything over Traverse city, the bays in Traverse city were pretty significant fireworks displays. Um, so growing up in Lansing, uh, there was two places that I remember ever seeing them. One is actually downtown Lansing along the riverfront, but where we grew up, it was Sharp Park mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I remember gathering with with friends, with you guys or parents. I don't. I remember one or two specific ones, but you, you know, you get the blanket out. You're there way too early. You're getting eaten uh, like by the Lansing Ball Park a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. See, we never did that. We actually tried to get into the into Sharp Park, which I haven't been oh, to in. Thirty some years, right? Longer, um, longer than thirty some years. Given how old you are, that'd be like you hadn't been there since you were one. Thirty years? No, he'd be, be like eleven or 15, twelve. He'd be like, yeah, like, like eleven or twelve. I mean, I think we were there. Twenty. Oh, we little lad. No, no. When you say thirty some, that's usually at least like halfway through your thirties, buddy. Okay. <laughs> a, I haven't been there in some odd years. There you, go. there you go. It's been a minute. How's there? How's that? What does that mean? I've heard people back, say, back like, the, hey, fam. The, they go, the exact yeah. statement is, hey, fam, it's been a minute. I'm like, stop speaking a foreign language and tell me exactly what the, you whippersnapper? Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, which was on a Wednesday, if no, nobody really knows that. Yeah. 19 three. Yeah, we had to say ought because the Kaiser took our word for 20. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Simpsons. I actually... I need to go back and watch. I've rewatched The Office lately and Parks and Rec, and I laugh my butt off. But I think uh, there's no real unless you own the DVDs. There's no good way to watch The Simpsons, right? They're not on any streaming service. I don't think so. And the thing is, there's just so much of them. Yeah, too. So uh, that's one thing I could never. That's one show I could never get into. Really? Yeah, never. I mean, I've seen maybe, maybe. Two full episodes of The Simpsons my entire life. It's, I mean, it's totally unrelated, but it's sort of related to what we're talking about. I will not forget the day you showed up at your mom's house and saw the uh, first episode of uh, South Park. Oh, yeah. And we were <laughs> crying from laughing right. so hard. Like, what is this? What the hell are you watching? This is magic. Yeah. So have you guys bought any, as adults, any fireworks? Uh, not this year, no. Not this year, I mean, so you have. Yeah, I actually, it was weird. I bought these sparklers like last year. 
that they were like deluxe sparklers, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it turns out that they were like just portable Roman candles. Did they spray out of the top? Sure did. Wow. Wow. And they looked just like regular sparklers, but yeah, they did that. I was like, holy crap, that's that's not what I planned on buying. But okay. How about those little uh, pop snapper things? Oh, yeah. A little no. white, white tissue paper that you throw in the ground and you get that little snap noise. That, uh... those, would those be considered fireworks? They're only typically sold around this holiday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I wouldn't consider sparklers fireworks, but I that ties to 4th of July for me. No, well, it, it, yeah, yeah, because you don't normally see those in, you know, in places else. But I mean, I think, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think the rule in Michigan, the law was um, any firework that left the ground right. was deemed illegal. So even your, your bottle rockets, definitely your M80s, your Roman candles that would do fire anything that was a mortar. Um, I remember very specifically my first experience with illegal fireworks, uh, not something we bought. We were camping somewhere <laughs> along Lake Michigan, or I shouldn't say camping. We were at this like little vacation resort and by resort, I mean, everybody got a little cabin. Um, but there right. was benches overlooking the bluffs going and looking down onto Lake Michigan. And some people had bought these little, uh, looked like, they looked like airplanes. And, uh-huh. and you lit the tail of them, and you put them at the end of this bench, and they would go like they were getting ready to take off, like you're going on a runway. But they'd get to the end, they'd burst into flames, and they'd spin, and they'd go probably 30 feet in the area, and then just explode with the loudest sound you've ever heard. Um, that's the first time I've ever dealt with an illegal firework, and now if that that better be the tamest thing I see based on what my neighbors buy. Like right now. I don't know if you guys can pick it up on your headphones or not, but something's going on outside right now. They're celebrating a little early. Yeah, I've got some stuff already happening outside, too. Might be the same stuff we're hearing since we Could live be. some proximity to each other. Um, oh, that's true. That is another thing about 4th of July. Uh, so 4th of July, most people take an extended weekend. Yep. Um, it's hitting on a Wednesday this year. Yeah. What is. are you going to do? Are you guys taking any time off? Well, uh, you know... the. The funny thing is, uh, the per, uh, our production staff in the office is union, so uh, the union requested Thursday and Friday off. So because of that, the office will be closed. I wow. think there's like a, I think there's a skeleton crew actually like taking orders or things like that. But I mean, I've got so much stuff going because of what I, you know, things to to work on from uh, the Nam show, um, things to to try to get the jump on before I leave for LA and um, that kind of thing that I'm more than likely going to be putting in a little time Thursday and probably a full day Friday. So you're, you almost have a mandated five day weekend. Yeah, Shit. very much so. Are you going to work remote, John? Are you going in? Uh, Thursday remote Friday. I might be doing remote as well. I think. Cool. Yeah. I just got to take my, uh, take my uh, external hard drive. And then just plug it in and be like, there, I can do this wherever I want. How about you, Lance? What do you got going on? Um, no, I've just got Wednesday off. Um, you know, where I work is a, I work for a 24-hour, 365-day call center. So I, um, we're pretty much, you know, we've got somebody working every day, every every day this week, every hour this week. So um, I'll, I'm working Thursday and Friday, you know, Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. So 
no time for me. But I was just telling uh, telling somebody tonight I need to figure out what I'm going to be using for my time off the rest of this year because um, I'm coming up to my 10 year anniversary in uh, October this year. So wow, uh, yeah. So I actually just uh, I just passed five on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, and I get I get an extra week of uh, of um, paid time off, you know, starting in October too. So I got to figure out where I'm going to be using all this time off. But um, right. I'm not I'm not going to be doing it for uh, July. So <clears throat> probably take some time off in in August sometime. But nothing uh, nothing for this week. So just working and you know Wednesday sleeping in until five six o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And then, okay. We do need to we do need to find a, a time to gather um if if it ever comes up where we can do it outside of a holiday you know um you're about I, 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 i've seriously thought about just you know renting a beach house for a week and saying you guys get down here the house is taken care of for a week you guys get down here spend whatever time you can down here but hmm. that's i've seriously thought about doing that because i can i've got a couple friends that own beach houses and stuff so i could probably get a pretty good deal on a you know, full week worth of time. So that's a good uh, sixteen yeah. plus hour run we could do, John. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably just fly out. Yeah, it's like you, you, yeah, you can get some pretty cheap, uh, pretty cheap flights from Michigan to Raleigh. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. just Detroit. There would probably be a straight shot, I would guess. Oh yeah, they get Southwest will do it out of Grand Rapids too, in a straight shot too. Oh well, they're even better. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I've, speaking I've, of- I've, ser- I've seriously thought about that for the past number of years because it's like you know, we've always talked about trying to get together, uh, you know, as a, bu- a bunch of guys. But you know, it's like you know what? If I if I get the beach house, you guys come down here, and we'll just uh, hang out for a week or whatever. Like I said, whatever time you guys can take off. Or I know you know you all have kids, so it's a little bit you know could be a little bit more of a challenge for you. But mm. uh, you know, so but uh, I I would love to be able to do that sometime soon if we could so what were you gonna say john you were saying speaking of yeah i was gonna say speaking of of uh planes and things dude my flight yesterday was just oh my god because we were uh um is that a bad side or a good side yeah it's a bad side like we both left um nashville at the same time so we went to the airport about two um actually breezed through security like even even she did because she doesn't have TSA pre-check, so I kind of you know waved her off into the commoners line as I just strolled through the other way. <laughs> and um, but no, she was like five minutes behind me, so we got through there, uh, did some work, and then like right about four o'clock, when both of our planes started boarding, you know we split off, went to our gates. She got on right away, you know, for her nonstop flight back to uh, L.A. And as soon as I got to my gate to go to O'Hare it was just like it's delayed it is not we'll now be leaving at 6.05 oh man and originally I was pissed but then I was like well I had a three and a half hour layover in O'Hare today which I wasn't looking forward to because the flight from O'Hare to Kalamazoo was leaving at 10 so I'm like well that's fine and as it turns out we didn't leave uh, Nashville until like 6.50 and they routed us kind of around the um around the the storms that were heading into uh, Chicago. So we got down at, I think I got off the plane at 9.15. So my 
my layover went from three and a half hours to, to 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now, thankfully, it was one of those things where it was like you get off in like G G19 and you've got to go to G10. Okay. So it was easy there. But then again, that was also delayed a little bit. So we didn't get back into Kalamazoo till right about midnight. I, I grabbed my um, base, which I uh, checked in the uh, in the uh, just regular gate checked it. And uh, by the time I look, um, midnight on Sunday, there are no Uber drivers around. So uh, pull up the Googles and uh, get a cab, wait another half hour for them to get somebody out and um, get back and don't get, you know, into my apartment until 1 a.m. this morning. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, that's... I can understand that side now. Yep. It's definitely one of those challenges where, um, I don't know, I would look at it as a positive thing, where especially if we have a quick layover after all the crap, and then you have, like, a single gate to move to. You know, right. I'm going from three to four, or as opposed right, to right. flying into Detroit Metro, and you land on C or A73, <clears throat> and you got to be at B1, and you got 20 minutes. I did one there that I got through like A15 and I had to go to like C56 <laughs> or something. I was like, you've got, you're fucking joking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even at a full sprint, that's tight. Yeah. Because you got to go through the psychedelic tunnel to get across. Yeah. I made it just in time to, you know, to walk up when they started. I think it was honestly one of those I got there and they just called my uh, group boarding number. So, like, I just walked straight in. That's pretty cool. It That part was cool. You know, after you're done, you're like, that never that never happens. Just, oh, man. I tell you what, we, we could do a whole episode on travel craziness. I tell you that much. So, That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't be much help there because I haven't tried. <laughs> I still have been with this company for 10 years. I've only traveled once with them. And um, and I, I haven't done much traveling other than that. To, besides New Mexico earlier this year, and then the then that cruise. So yeah, I've never been on a cruise. I'd love to learn more about cruises, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, so uh, before I ask the last question, I, I do want to make sure for those who are interested, uh, you guys are on social media. Did you want to share out your um, your handles for those who would like to reach out and? Maybe uh, interact with you, ask some questions about some of the stuff you shared or whatnot. Uh, would you guys want to share your handles? Sure thing. Um, all mine's over at uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Mon Judy. That's M O N J O O D Y. Exactly. Um, and as a John Moody, that's no H. You can find them all right. over the place. So, yep. And I'll make sure that's put in the description as well. And uh, Lance, how about you? Yeah, I was I was thinking about what you guys said last week after I asked I asked that question, and um, I, I I would, but I don't know about this particular episode, so gotcha. I will definitely uh, yeah, just because I, I you had some you guys had some valid points, so I'm glad I asked you last week. So <laughs> yeah. oh well, you after can always... I already did it, he's like it's it's not for me. It's like uh, I'm gonna be in it. Oh no, it'll be for me. I'll definitely I'll definitely share it. I just you know I I definitely need to use it better than I do. So. No worries. Yep. So you can reach us at podcast40ish, podcast40ish, and then 
Uh, I've got my brand itself from way back in my teaching days of J to the V, J-A-Y 2, T-H-A-V-E-E. I thought about changing it, but then I'm like, why? Who cares? So, uh, yeah. So let's part with this. Guys, I'm going to ask you one simple question. you got to tell me the your answer and justify it for anyone who's going to argue it to you. Ready? Fourth of July. Uh-huh. Um, tradition is beer in it. It's lots of different food items. Uh, what is your absolute got to have it if you throw or attend some sort of Fourth of July party? What is your absolute got to have food item to make it a party and why? I'll go ahead, Lance. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll throw mine out there while you guys are thinking because you both yeah, like yes, yes, good. Semi puzzled, right? Right. Um, I'm not puzzled, but I gotta go with baked beans, and they're either I, I don't care if they're bushes from a can or if they're homemade. Uh, you gotta have baked beans and some sort of true ridged potato chips to eat them with. No fork, no spoon. Right. Scooping those bad boys up on a potato chip and dripping it all over your shirt that you intentionally kept clean for this party. Uh, but it's not a 4th of July cookout or gathering to me without some sort of baked beans. I, I would uh, qualify your statement with uh, it should also have chunks of bacon in it. Yeah, that's... Uh, with bourbon. Bourbon, bacon, baked beans. That is alliteration. Um, right. Delicious. Delicious, without question. I'm gonna say uh, potato salad. Hmm. What type because, of potato I mean, salad? You, uh, we're gonna go with Amish. Oh, Amish potato salad, the mustard one, right? Yeah. Yep. Because I mean, you gotta have something like that that'll just that'll be a little more sticky and stick together to counteract the baked beans. Yeah. That you could also scoop up with a chip. Or what I like to do is you throw that as your condiment on your burger. Yeah, so in, in, in the north-south land where Lance lives, it's probably a coleslaw thing. But definitely, it I, is, yes. I'm totally yeah. down with putting potato salad on. I don't see any problem. It's got your mayonnaise. It's got your mustard. It's got your relish and onion. It's all legitimate ingredients for a No, ju- right. no judging here. It's exactly. Tasty, tasty. Um, are you talking deli? Or are you talking about homemade? Uh, I think it's the same thing. You know, it's it's especially in this day and age. Uh, there's no shame in uh, in bringing it in a molded plastic container that says Meyer on the side. Yeah, there Meyer. You <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm down with that. Very nice, Lance. How about you? I I've got to say, uh, brats. Yeah, it's a good one. There's it just it's a you know for for having a for being a protein and you know something that. You know, because there's a lot of like, oh, hot dogs, hamburgers. I mean, yeah. I mean, those are those are your quintessential. Okay, you know, I'm gonna meet for a, a grill out type thing. But for for a holiday like that, I think just a a beer brat or a like a cheese brat or just something that is just a just a brat. A nice, a nice greasy, you know, pork sausage or you know, beef sausage. I think is just a a essential staple of the mm-hmm. of the fourth of july and i think any like fourth of july or labor day memorial day type gatherings like this but that you know the fourth of july to me it's it, it's fun you know you let me pick it let me pick a german sausage as a <laughs> um, as a quintessential american uh, staple but um yeah i would say i would say brats just because i mean you, you need some you need some protein and 
Mm-hmm. You need something to go with a potato salad and baked beans. So, yeah, there you go. John and I have a. Um, a I'm a big brat guy. Uh, Ninety nine out of a hundred times, if it's hot dogs or brats, it's going to be a brat. But uh, right. John and I have a ultimate fail brat story. It was either you were leaving for Cedar Point or you came back. Do you remember what we did? Oh, I was leaving, and we tried to uh, soak them in beer. And we did. We and successfully we... soaked brats overnight in beer and then tried to grill yeah, we... them the next day. Um, just oh, you got to boil them first. Yeah, yeah. we got to boil them in beer. We cooked them and cooked them and cooked them and cooked them and cooked them. And cooked them and cooked them. What the hell is going on? Why aren't they still raw after three <laughs> hours on the grill? Right. Holy God. Yeah, you got to boil them in beer, not uh, not just, you know. Let them well, we know here. that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not tried to do that since, although I have seen a lot of guys – uh, who are more skilled at the grill than I am. And I feel like I got a pretty good skill set that put cooked brats in a beer and onion bath while they're cooking, like warm beer and onion, like like in one of those serving, the foil serving trays. Yep, they let yep. them soak in that just to kind of keep them warm while they're cooking everything else. It's um, it's it's magical. It's magical. Yeah. Magical. So, Gentlemen, I appreciate the time in the uh the holiday week that it is so my thanks to lance my thanks to john uh we will we will put it out we'll share alex's link we will share those people who chose to share their social media stuff and lance's right we're gonna wait with bated breath for the the time that lance will release his twitter information to the world although if anybody's enterprising and they follow us on twitter they'll freaking figure it out because it's freaking tied to it because i'm not a Holy crap, I'm not that good. So Yeah. Gentlemen, if I don't talk to you before, have a spectacular 4th of July holiday. You too. And I will catch you guys on the next one. All right. Peace.